FIG Ministry presents the Catholic Influencers Podcast. Join me, Alyssa Aegis, and my co-hosts, Father Rob Gallia and Justine Cumbo, as we break open the upcoming Sunday Mass readings and discuss relevant topics and life issues from a Catholic perspective. For a shorter, more reflective explanation of the Sunday Mass readings, be sure to check out our sister podcast, Catholic Influencers, Father Rob Gallia Homilies. Welcome to the Catholic Influencers Podcast. We are so excited to be back with you, celebrating, learning, exploring the Word of God with you. Today is a very special episode, an episode where I have one of my closest friends, I can say one of my closest friends, a friend who um, I've got to love and a friend who have, I've learned so much from, but a friend who is in the United States of America. In fact, while I'm recording this, I am in Los Angeles area in California in Simi Valley with my special guest, Joe Melendres. How are you doing, Joe? I'm blessed to be here. Praise God. It's a new day. We are here and God is good. What have we, we've been just on a crazy um, conference and a crazy few days. Just tell us a little bit about what has happened over the last few days. Yeah, well, first off, there's this level of, you know, we, we didn't tour for a long time yeah so to be back together it, like i was almost pinching myself like we had done events before but to come back we were in idaho at this event called icyc 400 teens international no it's, it's idaho, idaho catholic, catholic youth conference yeah, yeah amazing idaho catholic youth conference and uh it was just great to spark the fire again because it never left the holy spirit didn't have a pandemic <laughs> you yes. know the holy spirit is still alive and well we have to remember that and I, I keep saying we just need to unleash the spirit. And I think you're a person that does that every day. So it's it's an honor to be your brother in Christ and uh, excited to, to be on the Catholic Influencers Podcast. Yes, all, all across the world. And we're blessed, of course, to have you. Joe, if those of you who don't know, Joe Melendres is a, a hip-hop artist, a Catholic hip-hop artist, also a amazing speaker. You should have seen him. We had like, what, 1,400 kids, um, high schoolers, was it? Mm-hmm. And they were just captivated, on fire, Joe, just seeing them loving Jesus through hip-hop music. Yeah. It was just unbelievable. And your energy. I, I I just get exhausted by by watching you. <laughs> There's a this one moment where I I have him chant "Come Holy Spirit." Yes, and uh, I start the track, and they're doing like "Come Holy Spirit," and I'm like I I I, I pause it. I'm like uh uh-uh. uh, like I, we're talking the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. When this music drops, I need you to unleash the spirit, and then they start jumping and chanting "Come Holy Spirit." Fourteen hundred kids, and it, it's almost laughable to me, like. God, like we get to serve you in this way and we mm. get to help people to to channel praise to you. Like what an honor, what a gift. And that's what we're doing here in Catholic Influencers. So let's let's dive in. Yes, let's dive <laughs> in. And we invite the Holy Spirit even as as we continue this podcast, we ask, come Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit is the one who gives us insight. We can speak words yes. to you, but it is the Holy Spirit who brings the the, the Logos, the Word of God, yes. and turns that into the Hrematos Christos. So the Word of God spoken to our hearts. And this yes. is what we pray every time. Every time we open the Bible, you know, this is one of the things I always pray. I open the scripture verses and I say, come Holy Spirit, transform this word, the spoken word, the written word into a word that impacts my life, that changes my life forever. And uh, it's not just for a moment, for a fleeting moment where we are inspired and we think, wow, this is amazing. But words that make us so uncomfortable Mm. that we cannot be the same again. Yeah. 
And this is what we're going to look at today as we're going to explore the second reading today, which is taken from Philippians. And before we go through the readings, just want to thank our ministry partners for being part of this, for allowing us to be to broadcast this podcast to you, to minister to you. So if you're interested in becoming a ministry partner, just go to frgministry.com forward slash ministry partner. But as we do this, let us reflect on the Word of God. Um, every time we listen to the Word of God, the Word of God is proclaimed to us. It can change us. Oh, yeah. And I say it can, yeah. it won't necessarily. Yeah. It's because it depends on you. Are you mm-hmm. ready to let the Word of God impact your heart, your mind, your soul? Yep. So we're going to read from Philippians chapter 2. This is, the, um, this is a very powerful Word of God, and it's full of theology. And but a beautiful theology. It's about the humility of God. So it's Philippians chapter 2, verses 6 till 11. So well, let's reflect. If you have a Bible, you can open the Bible and read with us. So God, who being Jesus, who being in the very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to, to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And being found in the appearance of man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that the name of Jesus, at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, and that every tongue on heaven and earth will acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. Amen, indeed. Wow. So how prophetic this word is. You mm. know, and even in at the moment we're experiencing war, mm. we're experiencing pandemic, yeah. we're inspir- experiencing fear. A lot of people are living in fear. You know, I, I, I got a, someone was commented on one of my posts on on Facebook, mm-hmm. uh, believe me, Facebook is still there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> for the, for those who are younger, like, yeah. but she was saying that she's just so terrified, yeah, so yeah. terrified, and and stuck at home because of the pandemic, yeah, because of the war, yeah. And what do we say to people who live in such fear? And in the context of the scripture, that at the end of the day, every knee will bow, even the pandemic will bow, yeah. even the war will bow. Every, I mean, literally, what the last line you read, um. So I, uh, I took my daughter to a Kanye West Sunday service 2019 and one of his songs from Jesus King, they sing every knee shall bow, every tongue confess Jesus is Lord and they sing it over and over again. And it's so powerful. But as you read that, I just felt it in my heart. That's like this, the world surrendering to God. Like I believe there will be a day when we all come to our knees and profess that Jesus is King and he is Lord. And that's what we have to pray for. But it's like, it's totally possible if we can be the light of the world. And the Bible can transform us if we're in it every day. Yes. And that's how we get in our, like, I want to say our, our discipleship. Um, it's like a, like a boot camp. If we stay in it every day, like we're getting better. We're getting refined. We're growing. I always say, like, how can we proclaim Jesus if we don't know Jesus? And, mm. and the Bible gives us access to understanding. And I love what Paul's saying here and. There's just a lot to unpack, so let's let's get to it. Yes, and <laughs> if, even just in the context of where we are at the moment, we're in the season of Lent, a Lenten yeah. season where we look to the coming. 
of Christ, you know, the resurrection. You were talking about before that Jesus will rise from the dead. And in, in Lent, you don't forget about the resurrection. Right. Mm-hmm. In Lent, it doesn't mean you're forbidden to think about the resurrection. Lent yeah. makes sense because of the resurrection. This suffering, this pain, the wars make sense because of the second coming of Christ. Yeah. Simply because in the scriptures, in the book of Revelations, in, or even through the, the Old Testament scriptures, Jesus says there will be wars, rumors of wars. Yeah. There will be sickness. There would be death. There yeah. would be all of this yeah. fear. Yeah. When And that's take that as a whisper from me that, hey, I'm coming soon. Just hold on. Remain. Yeah. We're not saying no, nobody knows the day or the time. Right. But... We should always be a people of hope because, you see, we know that as loud as the devil can be, he also will bow at the feet of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so this is where the confidence, the devil might win a few battles, even in our own lives, but he will never win the war. Mm -hmm. Never win the war because the war belongs to Jesus and Jesus alone. And so let's just think about the, this uh, scripture verse. Uh, look, uh, while I was reading this, one of the things that I find, that, first of all, is this uh, the book of Philippians. It's um, it's St. Paul's writings, yeah. okay? And mm-hmm. this is, for me, one of his most moving writings. Like, he must have been just like, even in tears as he was writing this, you know, in just thinking about the humility of God. Just imagine God, the way I imagine God, and I've said this on the podcast even, you know how big God is, that the world cannot contain him. If we were to even conceive just the greatness of God for one second, our, our brains would no. simply explode. Yeah, they would, yeah. We couldn't 100%. take it. Yep. So the greatness of God, even just to, again to go to the book of Revelations, is that, that the angels are crying out, holy, holy, holy. They're not crying holy, holy, holy because they, they're repeating the same word, come, Holy Spirit. Like, right, right. Yeah. Is there anything holy, holy? Each of the holies is an, a disbelief of how big, how great God is. And the way I see it is that God moves his head slightly to the right and the, the angels are pushed back and saying, yeah. holy. And then he moves yeah. his fingernail, like he moves his yeah. hand. And they're going, whoa, holy. Yeah. And so they just, there's this constant revelation of God, how big, how great God is that the world cannot contain him. But... This is what St. Paul is saying. You take all of that holiness, yeah. take all of that greatness, and think about the cross. How do you reconcile like the bleeding, um, dying, stinky Jesus on a cross? And I hope right. I don't offend people no. when I say this, but but it would, it would have been a, like it right. wasn't a pleasant place to be. No. Um, you couldn't hold your, your bowels. You couldn't hold your, your, uh, yeah. your movements. Yeah. It was a stinky and sweaty and bloody place. Yeah. And how do you reconcile the holiness, the greatness of God with that? With that mess, that dirtiness, that, that, that absolute humility. Mm-hmm. And so this has always been a, a sort of a debate or always been how did God... For example, there was a heresy in, 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 the, middle, in the Middle Ages like, where it says that, okay, at, at, that, at a certain moment, God's sort of the holy spirit disappeared the mm. go, the divinity of god disappeared mm. and he sort of he was masked and and it was another person that took his place the mm. the human that took his place interesting anyway but just to think that that's how so this is what we want to figure out yeah. this is what we want to talk about yeah i love it how how do you reconcile god in heaven with <laughs> well something that hit me it was almost like a aha moment this past week Um, I was talking with my spiritual director and he was telling me that, um, you know, we can humanly fast. I'll do a water fast for 40 days. Oh, and I was like, oh, my goodness. And it it clicked me for a second. And it's like Jesus 
wouldn't have fasted for 40 days and 40 nights if it wasn't possible for humans to do it. I'm not recommending like everyone fast for 40 mm. days, 40 nights, but it, it clicked to me like he was, he's fully human, fully divine. But as he is walking the earth, as he is going through life, as he is feeling emotions and everything, he's doing it as a, as a human, right? Mm. Under the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's what's so, so beautiful is that when he left, he then gives us that spirit so, and he's, and this is the scripture verse that totally gets me. He says, um, when I go, all the things that you saw me do, you will be able to do greater things than these. And I don't know why we don't hype up that verse enough because mm. he's telling us everything that he did, we can do that and more Yes, wow. because of the Holy Spirit. And so an understanding Jesus like going on the cross and dying, like the dying part was the essential, like it had to happen once we unpack it of like, you know, paying a ransom, like, okay, my life is going in place of your sins so that now, boom, you can enter. Like the gates of heaven are now opened, you know, um, does the way he died matter? I don't know specifically. I think it's beautiful, the sign of the cross. Um, but yeah, those are just some thoughts on, on the humanity of Jesus under the power of the Holy Spirit yes. while he's on earth. So in a sense, while basically the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are the same. Yeah. Okay? They have the same power. Yeah. So he humbled himself, in a sense, to the will of the Father, but to yeah. the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So he could have done it alone. He didn't need the Holy Spirit. He and didn't need the Father because yeah. he was. he's the same. He has the same power as the Holy Spirit. Yeah. He has the same access to the, the vision, to the, the knowledge, the omnipotence, the omniscience of, of, of the Father. But instead, he decided to be subject mm-hmm. to them. Right. And, and to limit his, his divinity, in a sense, or the access to that divinity so that he could become one of us, mm-hmm. which is the epitome of discomfort, mm-hmm. the epitome of humility. Right. Now, understanding that humility is not about negating, it's not about saying that, hey, I don't have this gift, but it's about sometimes even holding back in order to raise others. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, we get into conversations. I was talking to a friend of mine, a priest friend of mine, and he, he, um, he was staying at a friend's house, and he was having this conversation, also staying at this friend's house, was this, this pastor, this worship pastor. And this worship pastor kept saying, oh, I have these amount of CDs, I have this amount of this, and I do mm. this, and I have... Um, and he was just kept, kept on, like, putting down this priest and saying, mm. like, look how much better that mm. I am but he decided to take the approach hey I'm just going to listen I'm going to take the punches yeah. now he's a, an amazing speaker he yeah. speaks in front of hundreds of thousands of people right right but he decided to hold back yeah decided hey I have the power to overpower you right, and yeah. overpower sort of your your boasting mm-hmm. but I've decided just to raise you up right just to give you a voice just to make you feel better yeah <laughs> good yeah. about yourself maybe right. yeah. and not to humiliate you I'm going to stay humble I'm going to yeah. stay quiet I mean Jesus is the epitome of humility like he embodies it through and through being God or equal to God I mean it's like what it says in that ver- in the verse it's like he had every right to mm. boast he had every right to say things but he didn't like he was like the the ultimate example and we sometimes forget that but as we get closer into the word, we're like, man, I need to work on this. Man, I need to work on this. And uh, yeah, I love that. But this this whole concept for me of what really hit me um, in, in this verse um, is 
is the bowing down yes. is is the really of like okay you are god i am not like i love you god that i'm just going to read it so that at the name uh, of at, that sorry at the there we go therefore god exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name above every name that at the name of jesus every knee shall bow in heaven and earth and under in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue shall acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord. To, and this is important. To the glory of God the Father. They're all working in collaboration. Mm. It's all working in collaboration. Exactly. But to work in collaboration was different to how they work in collaboration now. You see, that was the thing. So now in heaven that Jesus is at the right hand of the Father, he has full knowledge. So the, you see, we see the triangle of the Trinity. The Father, the Son, they're equal, they're 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 exchanging the love and they 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 share in like even at the beginning of creation they all shared in the knowledge and the love yeah but now this triangle almost was was twisted in a sense yeah, but it was necessary so that this person of the trinity will be subject to these two so it was like uh, we were at one, one of the talks that we had. We had mm. Emily Wilson talking yeah. about that rowing boat. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you have that ro- rowing boat. The, the rowers are facing the, the person giving the instructions, but they don't know where they're going. They're just rowing in obedience yeah. to the instructor. Right. So that's how it was also with Jesus, yeah. that he took on that obedience to the Father yep. through the power of the Holy Spirit to row and to row blindly. And I, I say this because this is another thing that some people think that Jesus had all knowledge like when he was a baby he yeah. knew that he was going to die on a cross yeah yeah when he he knew that i was going to be born he knew that i was going to be a priest and you are going to be a rapper he yeah. knew well no he's the scripture says he grew in wisdom and stature yeah this is god yeah who grew now in those of you who study philosophy we know that god is the unmoved mover so god doesn't grow God doesn't change. God doesn't learn from experience because right. God is the fullness of experience. Everything right. falls into him. But he decided to become a, a part of creation, to become part of uh, growth and learning. And and just the vulnerability always impresses me about this moment. Well, and it didn't, it wasn't like he just appeared as a human, as a man. He came mm. as a baby. Like yes. he came as we come into the world. Yes. And I think there's that that level of, oh, he wants to walk with us in the full journey from beginning to end, you know? Mm. And I think there's something beautiful in that. I often wonder about like his teenage years, what that was like. Mm. Um, but but yeah, as things progress, you know, he he said a lot, like, you know, I'll be sending you the comforter, the helper. He refers, and it makes sense that one, his followers would be tripping when they're like, he's like, I'm going somewhere else. I'm leaving. Like, what do you mean you leave? Like, and he, he reassures us consistently. Yeah. I'm not leaving you by yourself. And it makes sense that part of the plan, part of the redemption package, the, the rescue mission was that he opened the gates of heaven. He conquers death. He overcomes the world and then sends us the Holy spirit. So now we almost like a magnet can find our way home yes. and we can bring others with us. And that's like our calling. Yes. And this is our calling as well to become, to listen to the vulnerability of God, the kenosis, the emptying of self of Jesus, because this is one of the greatest ways that we can be a witness of Jesus is, is through the emptying of ourselves, through, through humility 
and and through loving people more than we love ourselves. Mm. But I just want to bring out a point as well on the vulnerability of God because we sure. don't understand. Like God was in control, the Father was in control, the Holy Spirit was in control. But just think about, you know, Christmas we we experience and we reflect on Jesus, the baby Jesus being held by Mary. And I spoke about this during Advent, is that the vulnerability of Jesus being held by Mary, just think about it. And God forbid this would have happened, and God, thank God, this didn't. But Mary could have dropped Jesus, and Jesus could have died. He could have got brain damage. He could have. Wow. He was so vulnerable, at the mercy of yeah. Jesus. Jesus was at the mercy of, of Joseph yeah. and Mary. Yeah. And sort of, it's not only, it's like, the kenosis was in the fact that hey, this 14, 15-year-old girl, I'm putting the life of God yeah. in the hands, literally. Of a teenager. Of a teenager. Yeah. And think about it. And then fast forward to the day, that's exactly what happens at the Eucharist. Mm. We hold the Eucharist in our hands, the greatness of God. God doesn't disappear if we decide not to treat the Eucharist with respect, with love. And the vulnerability, that's also the kenosis this yeah. of God who was the, is the creator of the universe, decides to become so small as to enter into our mouths, to, uh, to, to be embraced. Yeah. So it's just this continuous humility of God reminding us also to yeah. embrace that kenosis, that emptying yeah. of self. I, I love what you're saying there. And sometimes we can get comfortable and we can almost uh, get in the routine and going to mass and, oh, this is what we do. And we don't have that full awareness of Christ's presence always. And I want to share a quick story. I took my daughter. So over Lent, um, I take my daughter every day before school. We go to the Adoration Chapel, St. Peter Claver Church nearby. Mm-hmm. And um, it's really great. We go say hello to Jesus. We pray for family. Um, so I was going to pull her in this pew area in the Adoration Chapel. And she breaks free from my hand. And goes straight to her knees and bows down and is just like in a sincere prayer like position. And I'm like, mm. it, it just, it shocked me, woke me. But it, it's like, oh, I'm thinking, oh, we're going to sit here with Jesus. And she's like, no, dad, we're going to bow down to Jesus wow. and we're going to pray. And it just, it just, it was really powerful. But that stance is like how we should be every day that every knee shall bow you know, to yes. Jesus, this reverence, a power, this and, glory that God is. Yes, and this is the proskuneo, which means to bow down. To mm. bow down, proskuneo is is the word to like to lie prostrate and to bow yeah. down. Proskuneo, yeah. kenosis. It comes from the same word, the kenosis, the emptying of self. Yeah, that you you bow down because you recognize not only how how great God is, yeah. but also how in a sense, how small we are in reality. Yes. But yet, that greatness of God also lives in us. Mm-hmm. And it is because of God's kenosis. Yes. He became nothing so that we can become yes. something, and that is children of God. Yes. How beautiful this I is. I love it. I love it. So um, just as we continue this podcast, I'd like to thank our, um, our sponsor for this, Modern Grace, and uh, just a little ad from Modern Grace. This Catholic Influencers podcast is sponsored by Modern Grace. Modern Grace is a unique online Catholic gift store with a beautiful faith-inspired collection of gifts and homewares to bring into your life and to share with your family, friends and faith-filled community. Stocking everything from liturgical planners, rosaries, inspiring reads, sacramental gifts, Catholic homewares, a children's collection of toys, wraps and teethers, and FRG ministry merchandise and more. 
Modern Grace introduces Catholic gifts which add value to your faith life for any occasion. Discounts available for stocking church piety stores, conferences and events. Just contact us online for more information. So check out their range at moderngrace.com.au and follow them on Facebook and Instagram. To our reality check. Let's apply now what we said to our own lives. What does this all mean for us? Mm. That Jesus emptied himself and the, the heart of the emptiness is Jesus on the cross. So the question we ask is the cross, like, so what? Like, in a sense, what does the cross mean to us? So what are we to do about the cross? Why did Jesus have yeah. to die mm. on a cross? Yeah. And th- why did Jesus have to die on the cross? And what difference does it make to our own lives? Yeah. Well, the beauty, I want to say, going out this emptying and pouring out, um, when you embrace somebody, you put your arms out. Mm. When you fully surrender, you put your arms out. This is this level of vulnerability. Your heart is open. Um, so it's almost like this this position. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm, I don't know God's... Uh, his thought process in using the cross, but I can see how it's a powerful symbol of humility and sacrifice and love all in one. And I think for us to use the cross as this symbol of hope because he lived, he died and he rose. We are now believers, you know, the Paschal mystery, like this is, this is huge, but it's almost like this victory symbol. So was the cross, like absolutely necessary. Did he have to die on a cross? I don't, I think he had to die. I don't know exactly how he had to die, but I think it's, there's very intentional. We have an intentional God. Yes. I, and and he was thinking about it. And I, I love what you, I, I actually never thought about what you just said before is that the vulnerability of the cross, because the cross by its very nature, it's the outstretched arms, the, the legs tied, the exposure, the nakedness yeah, as well. 100%. Is the absolute, the, Again, the epitome of vulnerability. Yeah, and th- so I, I actually never thought of that. You know, like the, his arms open. Yeah, it's that he had nothing to defend himself. Nothing. In the, I mean, even the physical position right. that he was. You in. want to cower in when you're getting hit or yes. beat or whatever, and or he, even you're on, in a gun squad or whatever. Yeah, you you, you generally close your hands or yeah. you 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 at least you have clothes on something to protect yeah. you in a sense right. and your dignity. But he had. Nothing. Right. So you're right in saying that it, Jesus could have won for us the freedom for us through an electric chair. He could have right. won the freedom for us through a gun, right. um, through being shot. He could have won freedom from by being beheaded or whatever. I'm sorry if this is too brutal, but yeah. he chose the cross. And I, this is something like is a new revelation for me as yeah. well, because maybe because of the vulnerability and because of the torture and because at that time, even until today, it was one of the most torturous ways, one of the most... Yeah brutal ways of, of dying well most most of the death on on crucifixion was through suffocation right yes, because the you, lungs the, yeah so you couldn't really breathe and i think there's something that would be the death how right. people generally die but there was a lot to it till then yes right and i just think there's also something to that you know even the symbolism in jesus breathing his last breath and says you know it is finished mm. and 
there's something there's something powerful with the breath and the Holy Spirit. Ah, yeah. And yeah, it's it's a beautiful exhale, breathe his last. The Holy yeah, Spirit. it's like a it's a beautiful love story that is so sad and so beautiful at the same time. You know, it's yes. like, ugh, I don't want to see this, but how how God wrote this story is is incredible. But I think what's so what really sucks is that we put him there. Yes, you know that's what's that's what's horrible. There's uh, you know, a, a line in one of my lyrics, and it's like I just talk about are we are we going to change? Are we going to decide? to do the right thing or is Jesus going to keep on bleeding? You know, like, yes. are we going to continue to make Jesus suffer? Because it's like when we sin, it hurts, it hurts. But the thing that I always tell people with sin and we were talking about, you know, people living in fear when Jesus died on the cross, he died for our sins, past, present, and future. Mm. Right. Right. So he's already forgiven us. Like, which is wild to think about. If I mess up tomorrow, he knew I was going to do it. He's already forgiven me. Right. Yes. But it's more of me understanding that he's forgiven me, me accepting the gift of exactly. forgiveness and the love that he wants to offer me every single day, regardless if I'm worthy. I'm not worthy of it, yes. right? But all you need to do is to receive it. And to receive That's it, you need it. to surrender. You need to ask for forgiveness. Yes. You need to recognize that you need a savior. And I think this is why, this is what difference the cross makes to our lives. Mm. There was no way of us accessing this perfect relationship. Now, Adam and Eve, we have the story of Adam and Eve where there was a perfect access to God. Adam and Eve would just wake up in the morning and have a conversation, speak to God, and also listen to the voice of God. And without, like, it wasn't in their imagination. They could audibly hear the voice of God. Now, until Moses, no one had ever done that. So Adam and Eve, there's a separation. Then all of a sudden, Moses, because he was a great person um, in the scriptures, sees the back of God. Mm. And no one had seen God until Adam and Eve, and now they get to see God. And then there's no one who sees God, hears God for a long time. Mm. And then you have um, um, Elijah, no, not Elijah, Eli and Samuel who hear the voice of God. And Anyway, then there's very sparse um, interaction with God. But then the people sort of are separated from God. Because of our sin, there's no contact with God. So because of our sin, we have separated ourselves from access to God. God never stopped loving us. But we couldn't access that love. The veil was too thick. So there needed to be someone to expiate expiate our sins, to get rid of our sins, to... But the only one who could afford it, who had enough savings, who had enough money, was someone who had no sin, zero. Yeah. We couldn't, no matter how good we are. And this is why good works cannot get you to heaven. Right. Because you cannot afford, with your good works, even if you did the best works in the world, you cannot afford the mercy of God. Mm-hmm. So someone needed to come who actually had no sin. Yeah. And the only person who had no sin was God himself. Yeah. Now God comes into this world and dies on a cross for us so that we can as a bridge sort of have access to the love of God and and Jesus paid in a sense he paid for our sins and he says when he paid for our sins he freed us from guilt and all shame so as you are saying that we don't need to be shameful to ask no, for forgiveness no. he's always there to forgive us we are, are, are sort of reconciled with God we have this beautiful new relationship with mm-hmm. God so what has the cross done for us he's the cross has given you access. Yes, all access. All access to God. The, there's two thoughts that come to mind. Number one is this visual. I used to use it when I was uh, teaching high schoolers about this exactly. And it's I think I see like a barbed wire fence, 
in front of like this circle and heaven is right past the barbed wire. And Jesus comes and he like cuts mm. the barbed wire. It opens up and now we can go. Like he gave us this access. Yes. He paved the way for us to go there. And he says, "There's a I have a place prepared for you in heaven. Like that's that's so incredible. But the one thing that you mentioned is like this, this freedom, this gift, accepting it. Sometimes we just, and you talk about this often, just give Jesus a hug, just accept his love, just embrace mm. him. But we have to, we have to know that this is the day that the Lord has made. Mm. And let us rejoice and be glad in it. This, this present moment right now, wherever you're listening to this right now, this is a gift you've been given from God. And, and your past does, is not going to define who you are today. If you made a mistake yesterday, it doesn't have to carry into today. Yes. Right, you are not your mistakes. Jesus is offering us freedom every day. It says in Scripture, His mercy is new every, every day, yeah. and so like every morning, yeah. So like we need to accept that and be like, you know, I'm gonna press the reset button, and I'm gonna be the best Joe I can be. You're gonna be the best Rob you can be, and the listener, you can be the best listener you can be, right? Mm-hmm. So that you can proclaim Christ today. Yes, <laughs> you know, and proclaim Christ is not only through words, it's through living in that mercy, yes. living in that forgiveness. Yeah. And how beautiful God has freely, freely forgiven us, freely given us this love. But again, we need to respond to that love. And again, this beautiful season of Lent is an opportunity for us to stop and to allow the cross to impact our lives, to allow the cross, the access, this barbed wire that is crossed, cut out, allow ourselves now to, to walk through the walls, to walk through the, this fence. Many of us, the barbed fence is, is cut off, but we decide not to go ahead because we're still scared we're going to get cut by yeah. the fence, but it's not there. Yeah. We just need to ask for forgiveness and love and just yeah. trust in God that God is going to bring us to freedom. There's a, a verse that says, nothing can separate us from the love of God. And it's like uh like uh no d- dominions or there's so many different things that are mentioned no height no depth, no height no, no depth yeah and it's like we we tend to create these barriers that we we imagine that god's putting these up and we have a merciful god his he never runs out of mercy he never runs out of miracles he never runs out of provision it says that he knows what we need before we even ask yes so we can literally be like children to our God and let him pave the way. Let the spirit lead us. And it can almost be like when you, I say get in the God flow, it's like you're in, you're in sync with God. Mm-hmm. If we can just pray to get in that rhythm with God, get in the Holy Spirit. And how do we do that? By practicing every day, talking to God, reading scripture, maximizing the sacraments. And during this time in Lent, especially during fasting and almsgiving prayer, it's just a beautiful time to get in the God flow. Amen and amen. And God has given us so much and we just need also to respond. Our generosity towards God is to let God love us. Yeah. So thank you so much for joining us. Joe, quickly tell us, how can people get in touch with you, learn more about your music, hip-hop music, your speaking engagements? Sure. Yeah, well, joemelendras.com is a website. You can stream our music anywhere you listen to music. In fact, we have a new song that's coming out. Yes. Um, my new album, Pray Ship, is, is dropping Good Friday. Um, and I have, a, I have a song called Every Breath with Father Rob. I think you're going to love it. Um, but yeah, Instagram at Joe Melendrez. But I'll be praying for you guys. And so, so grateful for the Catholic Influencers podcast. And we have another song as well together, which we released previously, which yep. is called A Light, a Light. as well. Yep. So we're blessed and we get to share the stage together. So <laughs> yeah, it's fun. So thank you so much for listening to us. We are blessed to have you. Um, please stay in touch with us. Go to frgministry.com forward slash podcast for more information. Thank you so much. God bless you. And you'll hear from us again next week from Australia.